Today's podcast is brought to you by Eggshell Light Company. For over 45 years, Eggshell Light Company has been the go-to specialty shop handling the lighting needs for all that grace the shores of beautiful Hawaii. Combining the artistic methods of the theater with the speed and efficiency of the musical touring industry, they have pioneered event lighting throughout the Hawaiian Islands. They specialize in supply of top-shelf equipment and designers for broadcast, concerts, corporate, and special events. From the smallest weddings to televised concerts and the largest corporate clients, they know that this is your most important event. It is their goal to make you feel that way. Aloha from Eggshell Light Company. Welcome everyone to another episode of LD at Large podcast. My name is Chris Lose. I am designer relations developer at Ayrton Lighting, as well as columnist at LD at Large. I have the back page for PLSN. Uh, every month, I hope you're reading, still listening, and enjoying. I'm here today with some of my dearest friends, Alex Reardon and Corey Fitzgerald, design partners at Silent House Productions. Thank you both so much for taking the time. Absolutely. Thank uh, you. Time, time is something we will have a bit of these days. Alex is calling in from L.A., and Corey is up in Sonoma County right now. Uh, thank you guys both for coming together in my virtual podcast world. Absolutely. I have to be honest. We are all in a interesting predicament industry-wide where we all have contracts that are signed we all had gigs lined up we were all ready to do things and then at first a lot of them postponed and then a lot of them semi-canceled but with a, a an assurance that they still exist and alex coined the perfect term that kind of uh, embodies that whole scenario called schrodinger's gig you want to fill us in on on how you came up with that? Um, how I came up with it, I'm not altogether sure. It's the <laughs> mystery of how I come up with a lot of things, but I think it's relevant because these are gigs that um, both exist and don't exist at exactly the same time. And it it puts everyone in a slightly strange or very strange uh, headspace because we're used to the, the speed and efficiency that we have to produce ideas and drawings and concepts and rehearsals and the speed at which the engine of our industry works at has gone from full revs to zero. So we, I think for that first week, we were kind of, to continue that analogy, kind of straining against the the, the engine there as it shot into a halt. Um, so, you know, we still have to get the drawings done. We still have to have the ideas. We still have to get the drafting done. But in a void, and it's really weird i mean i've been doing this since i was 21 ish i'm older than that <laughs> now um so decades have gone past where there's been a fairly normal flow of work seasonal ups and downs and we just press on um and now it's interesting talking to others in our sphere to see how they're all dealing with it and i've noticed that uh, in talking to others that everybody had a very similar experience in the beginning of this, that that the sort of creative juices pretty much shut down with everybody. We were all too busy dealing with this 
very, very strange experience. Um, and looking out for having food and sustenance and shelter in a kind of Maslow's hierarchy of needs way um, meant that we all kind of shut down in our ability to create. But equally, in talking to others, uh, it's interesting how that's now softening a bit and the ideas are coming back. Um, and anyway, I just quote J.T. Rooney from Sound Partners, who had a wonderful phrase. He said, it's like being asked to paint a very beautiful picture when you're in a bomb shelter, which I thought was very apropos. Um, but we seem to be getting used to being bombed and we're, you know, getting, getting back into the swing of it. That is a great analogy because you're going to paint this beautiful photo, the beautiful painting, knowing that you might be the only one to see it for many months. Uh, we're in this, yeah. in this in this limbo right now where there's millions of dollars of confirmed income sitting in virtual space right now, but they've all postponed and they can't all come through at once. So they're all confirmed and they're all not confirmed because you can't, I mean, you can only postpone so far and then we can't, triple ourselves to do all three gigs yeah they come july or august and that's that's something else we're looking at is is how do, how do the gigs share the space the limited number of spaces that we can put on these shows when those spaces are also needed for sports teams right so, so it's what's left is going to come back um fairly chaotically you know, fairly last minute um, in the last minute order. So there's a lot of sitting around and, and waiting to see. And I think the other thing that's interesting to note is that there's going to be an emotional lag between when we're told we can congregate in, in groups again and when people are going to actually want to do it and feel comfortable doing it, um, which I think is going to be another impact on our business. Yeah, I'm still having a lot of discussions with people about how that's going to look. Because clearly a 10-person congregation is going to get approved first, and then yep. a 50-person congregation. And it's not going to be, a, it's going to be a matter of months before a 2,000, 20,000-person congregation is going to be approved. And, and I mean, I, I've been, I mean, we've all been having these kind you know with each other for the last couple of weeks but even today talking to a few people and, and side that you just mentioned as well is what i want to you know who's telling them it's okay and who's deciding for themselves that they feel comfortable with that answer so i think it's it's uh it's going to be a big social experiment to sort of see what where that you know the mentality plays out and after this long period of hibernation where, where do you want to go and how do you want to spend your time um and, and do those social interactions and, and put yourself even slightly at risk or, or whether you feel totally comfortable. I think it'll be very interesting. I, it's going to be a, a, an unprecedented situation for sure. Um, and whether, I mean, does this become a, a, a cyclical um, disease? Like we have flu season, we have COVID season again. Um, if we do, that's obviously going to have an impact on us. Um, uh, I guess uh, if we would stop chomping down on the bat heads, we could maybe break the cycle eventually. But I mean, that would require us to stop chomping on bat heads. Well, we could, we could. I think there's um, 
a great clip. I think it was Anchorman 2 when they're talking about eating bats. It's the only way he said, is this real chicken? No, no, no. It's, it's the bat. It's known as the chicken of, chicken of the cave. It's Nobody like, calls it that. Nobody calls it chicken <laughs> of the cave. Nobody calls it that. But uh, um, um, one of the things that I was just thinking of that I hadn't thought about before is how do we prioritize who gets the space? Let's say we we come available in August. Do we prioritize the people who had already booked it in August? Or do we prioritize the people who had booked it in April and had to postpone, you know, because the people in August uh, had the space reserved already, but clearly whoever, somebody from between April, May, June is more important than that person in August. Yeah, that's another reason I'm very glad I'm not an agent. I mean... Very complicated negotiations will be going on. I'm sure lawyers are just drooling at the prospect. Oh, there's going to be a lot of feelings hurt. There's going to be a lot of people like, well, I'm sorry, you were first hold, but you're last on our priority list. You're you're not going to make as much money as client A, so you're getting bumped. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that's bad. I, th- I think, I mean, I, I haven't really heard anything. Everyone's still sort of waiting from what I, what I can tell, but I, I would assume from what I've understood is that most tours that have been routed throughout the year or, or hopefully, you know, potentially up into next year would, it, you know, the, the goal would be, I think, to pick up where you left off or we'll pick up where you would have been at that time and just kind of keep going out and reschedule the dates that have been missed. Um, but I, 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 the longer this goes on, the more uncertainty will happen and the more well you know not to sound like a doomsday pepper but the, the more we'll have to kind of really look at those things and that leave it to the agents and live nation and all the you know aegs to kind of start putting that together but yeah sharing it with sports teams sharing it with uh local events and, and pre-scheduled events so i think and a lot of these uh facilities may be used as temporary shelters or temporary hospitals so i think there's a lot of like cards on the table that have to get figured out and we just don't have you know it's just gonna kind of figure it out in time yeah. So this brings me to, to one of my, my more pressing idea, one of my more pressing questions that I get asked a lot is being a part of a firm, does this, is this a benefit for you guys right now? I mean, you guys are a collective, but at the same time, you guys have a brick and mortar building that's, that's sitting in place right now. Is the, is that helping or hurting? I think it helps. Um, on a number of levels. I think it helps kind of on uh, an emotional level because most of us and for most of our time in this business have been individuals, individual freelancers. And going back over the last decades, I can I can see in myself there have certainly been times where I thought, oh, God, there's no work. What am I going to do? And I think a lot of people who are freelance in any creative field have felt that. Um, when you're part of a firm, you can obviously spin ideas off each other. You know, we talk uh, on Zoom every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and just check in with each other. And it's a very nice community to be able to do that with. Um, we're not, you know, we're not particularly alarmed by having a brick and mortar building. Um, I think we're, we're we're pretty good for for the foreseeable future. Um, but I think a lot of a lot of the questions we're all asking at the moment are almost unanswerable because there's so much, well, we'll just have to wait and see. And the only part of these questions we can 
to a degree, answer of kind of emotional one, the, the lower levels of Maslow. You know, the, the, we're looking out for each other. We're looking out for ourselves. We're, we're just trying to find something to get a footing in. So in that aspect, having a firm is a, a great benefit. You- I, I would agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I not to cut you off, I, I think, you know, a lot of this stuff is still in progress. A lot of these shows we have so many questions about, but we know that there is an inevitability that they will happen. Uh, and at what time, you know, we will all be, like you said, trying to scramble to get that together. But I think this, the longer we have these opportunities to work on things where we're always, you know, usually so rushed or so last minute or so behind the ball, we've now got uh, a lot of time to kind of think of ideas and if we can get out of the shadow of, of um, Mount Doom here and and get, you know, our heads cleared and start to think about, you know, really creative ways to use things we haven't done before or spaces or, you know, new fixtures or whatever it's going to be. Um, now is a great time to build on that and and use those resources we have as a, as a group to kind of help push a bunch of projects along that once we get the green light, you know, we can start putting them into actual practice uh, much sooner. Uh, I think everyone's kind of thinking about that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're definitely fine-tuning our um, methodology about how we go from napkin sketch to fully formed creative packets um, so that we're more streamlined. Because I think we all understand that when they when they finally unlock the door and um, we start getting back into work, our those who have managed to weather the storm will be tested again very much on their ability to respond and operate very very efficiently because it's like a floodgate and it's just waiting to go so we're spending quite a lot of time just getting smoother and slicker and and better at doing the things we've always done i would imagine this is a great time to kind of look at the efficiency and see if there's any fat to be trimmed and uh, what it requires to to hunker down with as being a large design firm yeah, it's also about us taking feedback um, from the bullpen, as you call them, or the, the engineering, or the, the drafting team. For us, uh, the, the, the four partners, taking feedback from them as to how we can be better at, commu- at our sort of company-wide communications. Um, you know, as, as I'm sure you can imagine, with the, the four of us pulling in a lot of different shows, uh, the bullpen can be quite busy. Um, and we're a very, very smooth running operation as it is. But with anything, there's always room for improvement. So we're taking a bit of this time just to say, okay, well, let's just work out some scenarios and play through some different um, things that happen and see how we can make it even more polished. Does that, uh, is that helping or hurting having so many employees and having such a team in this dry spell? I think it's helping people, A, because in the long term, it gives us a better um, MO for getting the work done, but also it keeps everyone busy. It keeps everyone moving. And there's a, there's a great deal to be said for routine in terms of this. You know, Get up, make the bed, don't spend all day in your pajamas. And by the way, let's work on our vector works. Let's work on our C4D. Let's work on our all sorts of stuff. Mm. This is a definitely a good time to brush up on any sort of skills that we've been letting slip. Uh, anything yeah. that's been on the back burner. I can I considered I considered not for very long. 
getting back into learning how to program a console, but it's been such a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, you know what? No, you're just going to hurt yourself. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, you know, way back when I was one of the first, you know, five or six people to use the, the very first hogs, icons, all that sort of stuff. And, and, and now, thankfully, I'm in a position where we can bring in some wonderful programmers. And uh, you and I have worked together on that, and it was great, it was great fun. Um, but these days, I'd be lucky to be able to find the on button, and I think I, I just, okay, never mind. <laughs> I'll read another book, have another nap. <laughs> and I don't need my phone. I don't need my phone telling me how much my screen time's gone up this week. Like, shut up. It's probably better for you to go and find some new books for some new inspiration, so that you can tell yeah. some other programmers yeah. what to do and uh, come up with some new yeah my, my usual mo is something like make it red i'll be in catering <laughs> <laughs> so i read a new book today i would really like for you to make it magenta i'm going to catering yeah exactly a whole new inspiration and dress of violet shades um I think someone was posting about doing classes for, for disguise and notch and stuff. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Oh, don't, don't. <laughs> Corey, how about you? Are you, uh, are you using any of this time to further skills? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think that's definitely a good use. I mean, I've always had these other projects or, you know, figuring out a little bit more about uh, After Effects or a little bit more about Premiere or a little bit more about you know, Google Sheets uh, in, in the way that, you never, you know, you you never really have time to kind of sit and and dig into the the back back end of a lot of these uh, programs that you use kind of frequently and and typically use in the same way over and over again. I mean, I'm I'm a, a Cinema 4D user as well, but I, I certainly certainly have let that slide. And over the past several versions of software, have not kept up with the updates and the training and the, and the new features. So it's a great time to do that. I mean, I we have a lot of projects that are still working along. So, you know, I'm finding myself busier than I thought I would be given that the world is sort of paused, but, um, I think it's a good time to certainly, you know, brush up on any new and old skills as well as, uh, take the time to read that book and, uh, and do the walk and get, ex- get some exercise and enjoy the kind of time that, that we don't usually get. And, uh, and, you know, another way to look at the bright side is to kind of maximize the, the usefulness of this free time. And then knowing that again, it's all going to come back very quickly and very hard that uh, we, we've had this kind of little impromptu break that gives us a little breath to, to see what's going on. Mm. Mm. I mean, if it does come back as a seasonal thing and we do have to isolate and we know that the season will only be X number of weeks and I'm, I'm being slightly flippant, but trying to find a silver lining here. Um, you know, if we had to take the whole month of August off every year, I mean, we had to, we were mandated to not work for the whole month of, let's say, August every year. I think we might be able to work that out. Well, then we'd all be French. <laughs> we, we, we'd be, yes, we'd be Europeans. <laughs> Communists. <laughs> so clearly you guys have different skill sets and, and whatnot. Does that, does that help you to divvy up the, the work? The workload? Um, we put everything through uh, Vincent Richards, who's, who runs uh, the whole drafting team. He's the funnel. Um, and he's trained us um, quite well to, to make sure that we do go through him. Because obviously, I mean, most, most people in the bullpen can do most things. Obviously, some are slightly stronger in different areas. But 
when we put all our requests through Vincent, um, it makes sure that he can allocate the right people at the right time. Um, and that flow is, is very good. The, the difficult thing from our perspective is that we all come from a place where we would usually respond to a client's requests ourselves. And if that meant working all night to get it out by eight o'clock in the morning, we'd do it. Um, I think because we're a slightly different entity, we're still able to respond to clients' requests and we certainly do that in, in, in great efficiency. Um, but more often than not, I, I will say to my clients, I totally understand what you need and let me check with the team and I'll get back to you as to when you can have that. And I think it's actually a phrase that a lot of freelancers should should use more um, for two reasons. Firstly, it means that you don't have to work all night to get something out for the next morning because usually it actually doesn't need to be with them the next morning. They're just making a demand saying you're over. Um, and the other reason, and this is something intangible, is that very much as we all know, it's the busy people that get all the work. And if you have all the time in the world, people for some reason don't call you, but if you don't have any time, everyone's calling you, that, that's that weird algorithm. When you say to a client, absolutely, we'll get this to you, but let me tell you when you're going to get it. For some reason, you seem to have more value with your clients. And I don't know why, but it has worked a lot. It's, it's weird. Because, okay, okay, cool. Let me know, let me know. Okay. You can have it on Wednesday or whatever. Um, Sounds like you've been very successful at managing expectations. Everything's about managing expectations. I mean, the most of our interactions with our friends, family, work colleagues, everything is about giving people information, letting them know what the real deal is, and making sure that you manage that that they are not expecting you to do something that you cannot do, or saying yes to something that you're not sure you can do. It's going to get you in trouble. If you're if you're running 15 minutes late, tell someone you're running half an hour late, and then you turn up early. Corey, do you find that having an agent helps you manage expectations? Um, I do. I think it's definitely it's a definitely a different thing than the the bullpen or the or the studio manager. I think the agent, you know, is is and 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 business management, you know, kind of combination of whatever that is in in your particular case or in ours. Um, but that gives you a layer of of removal from the 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 the, the, <laughs> the hopefully not but the litigation like the the details of the of the deals and the details of the timeline and it helps us manage at least for me um more projects on a different schedule and and kind of gives that sort of layer of understanding of when people are available what they should expect when they can have it done by um and and you know weaving all those stories together um, I think can be really useful. Uh, there's, there's not, there's, there's not a great way to do a bunch of gigs at once without having a team to help you as well as a, a, a person or a team, um, working on that side of things, the politics, the scheduling, uh, the reality of, of, of being in the same place at the same time for different projects. So, um, I think it's definitely a beneficial thing where someone can, someone else can kind of step back who isn't intimately, involved with the creative or the art or the or the passion that involves the you know building of a project but can also say you know you've got three days uh, in this city to work on this and then you have to go here um and 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 it's a dialogue you know it's not they're not telling us what to do but it's helping kind of advise on how to approach different situations and and get things done 
um, overall uh, correctly, I guess. You brought up a great point about the passion involved. And uh, I find that that used to get in the way of a lot of my negotiations because I would really want to do a project and I would find myself be willing to take less money for it. Whereas if I had somebody else who wasn't as passionate about a certain band or a certain artist, they wouldn't fall into that same trap that I have fallen into. I think everyone, I think even now we, I still certainly have a, a sliding scale. I just, um, in, in having representation, it means that the bottom of that slide isn't stupid. Exactly. Um, we all do investment gigs for younger, smaller acts that we think might go somewhere. Um, which are great fun. And there are a lot of new artists out there who are, who are really excellent to work with. Uh, just not to say the same thing again, but the, the, the idea of separating that out and, and allowing yourself to have the art and the vision and not worry about the finance and the schedule, you know, as, as much um, and, and having a little bit more freedom. And when I, before I had representation uh, many years ago of any kind, um, that was always a struggle of trying to balance a lot of that stuff out and, and, you know, fighting for a rate that you think is fair and, and having to deal with people that you want to work with and continue a relationship with, it, it does help remove that element and, and kind of e- evens the marketplace out of, well, we all know what all, everyone's rates are. We all know what the timeline is. We all know, you know, where certain shows are happening and, and who's doing them um, and kind of helps everyone kind of get a better position on that end of things as opposed to just trying to get everything you can um, from, you know, and, and a lot of these people become your friends and they become more than just a client and a colleague, they become a collaborator. And, and it's, it's a relationship you don't want to muddle with, uh, as far as the, the way you can talk to each other about things or saying, yeah. saying a certain idea is going to be more expensive than another you hold back on because you know that, that can't happen, or it gives you a little bit more freedom to sort of be, be on that creative end as opposed to the, the logistics end but still keeping all that in mind. Yeah, this might be too much information, but when I was uh, freelance and I was uh, just starting to gain some reputation, I would just invent my own business manager. And if I had ever double booked or if I needed to renegotiate, I would just invent a business manager who would say, in an email, I'd say, I'm sorry, my business manager says I can't take that one and uh, (laughs) just go from there. And they basically become a scapegoat. Perfect. I could have talked for hours and hours. So thank you guys so much for your time. I appreciate everything. Thank you. Well, thank you. I know that uh, you guys have plenty of books to read and everything that uh, keeping keeping you busy. I might get as far as the junk drawer, but I'm not sure that's going to get tidied. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the kids have been keeping my every every available moment occupied. How's the how's the wines up there, Corey? It's going well. Yeah, there's still some left, so we're we're gonna stay here until there's none. You got a month's supply, at least. Yeah. Uh, if only drinking wine w- would keep the the checks flowing, and the virus at bay. Exactly. Someday <laughs> we're working on a cure. So I've heard that alcohol kills kills the virus. Yeah, working on a cure one bottle at a time. Yeah. It kills so many things like time, but yeah. Maybe we got to try some silver oak, see if that kills the virus. Nope, that didn't work. Let's try, let's try some screaming eagle. No, didn't work keep, out. Keep trying. Got to keep trying. <laughs> right on, gentlemen. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you Thank so you much. Guys. Have a great one. See ya. Take care, Bye. everyone. Bye. Bye.